what the hell is going on right now. I don't want to panic everyone. Y'all are going to a castle? Oh yeah, 100%. But thanks for that whip shit last night. Probably tell them about the zombies. She does worship a death god. Everybody give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, that's a nat 20. Right on. I almost died. That was less than ideal. <laughs> Good lord. All right, this is episode 13. Ooh, let's shake it off and dive in. Today's warm-up question is going to be, when did your character first encounter death? So let's start off today with Noun. Let's find out, Noun, when did you first encounter some form of death, be it a, a animal, a creature, uh, a person, or like a a being that you knew, however, however that first affected noun that they had to take in, like, this is death. Um, when was that? Um, complicated answer, complicated question. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, death has been a huge factor in just the way that noun's life has played out. Okay. Um, because their mother died when they were like a baby and that like completely changed the trajectory of their life. So, yeah. Uh, so if that's the case, then maybe, uh, when, when was the first, like, what was the age or the, the instance that noun had to absorb and actually retain? Cause like a baby doesn't quite retain the, when did that moment of my mother is dead is the word when did that hit oh um okay so like it's it's difficult so they've like always like been kind of aware of that but like the the way in which noun was raised <laughs> they were constantly reminded that, like, if their mother hadn't died, they wouldn't be in this situation. It's just like, oh, you're only here because that bitch died or whatever. Okay. So, still, very, very young child. Rude. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Okay. All right, so Noun's first encounter is with the death of their own mother. Um, okay, so... Let's jump over to Shenzi. Shenzi's character. When was there? When was Shenzi's first interaction with death of any form? What if all of her moms are dead? Oh my gosh, are all her moms dead? <laughs> Very possible. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I was trying to think of who should be dead for Shenzi. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, this doesn't have to be a person. You could have encountered a dying animal or something, but when your character first had to be like. What does that mean? Well, I feel like in Shinzi's family business, death wouldn't have been maybe super uncommon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but maybe not on Shinzi's side of things. Um, and I never <laughs> figured out what happened to Shinzi's dad. So. Okay, but is <laughs> your mom dead. alive or not? Mom is alive. <laughs> okay. 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 Um. So yeah, I guess maybe uh, 
But I do know there. I can I say that there's a significant person in Shinzi's life who like has gone missing, and it's unknown whether or not they're dead or alive. But that's not the same thing as like this person is dead. I have to deal with it. Yeah, we want death, like absolute. All right, then we're just gonna say that Shinzi's dad didn't come back from a traveling situation when Shinzi was about. That's a train. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did he run uh, off with a trollop? Yeah. <laughs> Did he go um, out to no, buy milk? So he would have gone on a mission for the family business and he wouldn't have come back. And we're going to say it was when Shinzi was like six or seven. So like a few years before Shinzi would have started training for the family business. But like as a dragonborn, Shinzi definitely would have been old enough to be aware of what was happening. Okay. Um, so Shenzi's father died, and you had to absorb that. Um, well, what if he left his journal behind so you could see all of the bullet points for each of his side quests leading up to where he was when he died? <laughs> Ooh, got a little potential bonus episode for Shenzi but eventually. we'll also mention that there are, there are actually two people in Shenzi's life that are, like, missing and unknown. And maybe that death and or missing of-, of the father has a reason for the... Huh. Maybe. I don't know, DM. But one of them <laughs> possibly is dead. The other one is just completely unknown. Okay. So Shenzi having to cope with that father never coming back. Okay. And Pahari. Where does where does Pahari fit into that first encounter with death? And we actually just got to do a bonus episode with Pahari, which was really cool and really fun. Um, so, yeah, we know that they were well on that path by the time they left town. She clawed her way out of her mother's <laughs> uterus. No, uh, her mom's alive and well, uh, and, and very happy and retired over on the south side of the forest. It's great. It's an adventure. She loves tea every day. Um. <laughs> great. So I'm the only one with a dead mom. I have a dead dad. What's it like having moms that love you? <laughs> well, Shanti has a dead dad. <laughs> and I didn't say that my mom loves me. Well, what's what's hilarious to me is that of everyone in the party who has dead parents, it's not the grave cleric. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She has two happy, living, still alive and breathing, loving parents. <laughs> well, la da So what was that first then, Pahari? What was that first um, death? The first one, when she was, a, you know, a young elven tot of the tender age of 23 or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> legit. Uh, and so her, her clan is... is it's, it's a warring clan battling for territory. This kind of the whole shtick of her clan. Um, so she saw some of the uh, one of the, uh, the the terminology is escaping me right now because I'm a fucking genius. But <laughs> one of the, the the roving bands of scouts slash the folks that go out after the scouts have already scouted the area because they're great at scouting because they're scouts. Um, scouts. <laughs> scouts. 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 <laughs> One of the one of the war bands had come back and they they'd had a couple uh, a couple of casualties a couple of injuries from fighting I don't know loxodon centaurs dwarves fuck dwarves I don't know yeah uh, is fuck dwarves a type or are you <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a dwarves. special subclass it's a subclass or a dom class don't discriminate or a dom class that's true I love you. <laughs> <Abby>. uh- <laughs> Okay, so, so these came there back. Casualties, yep, there were casualties, and her 
Uh, her father is one of the medics who helps out with uh, the, the injuries that come back. Uh, he's not like a magically inclined medic. He just knows first aid and such, knows the herbs of the area. It's like kind of druidic sort of thing. Okay. But, uh, so her dad was going and helping with these wounded and dead and actively dying elves that had come back. And Bahari came with him and was curious and confused, like, what's going on? Oh, I'm a child. Um, okay. Which might have <laughs> sort of triggered some of that. Just learning your dad is a medic might have put some mm-hmm. idea of why Pahari leaned more into cleric. We also know that Pahari had a special instance that helped trigger that. But it yeah, and like it sort she, of runs she, in the family, it grown sounds up- like. She'd grown up knowing that her dad was medically inclined, but she'd never seen firsthand like him dealing with death before that. Like she, people would come to their to their domicile, hut, treehouse, uh, before for for injury assistance and like you know tinctures and and soups because sick. Yeah, but she hadn't seen him directly dealing with the death part yet. She knew that it happened, but she hadn't seen it. Okay, well, excellent. Scouts. <laughs> scouts. Scouting. Scout. Scouts. Doing their scouting scout. So <laughs> now a refresher for where we were at when we last left off. You had all just descended into the sunken temple. And before you, you saw three cave entrances. One off to the left that was completely covered in darkness, one directly ahead with a faint reddish glow, and one off to the right with a greenish-yellowish glow to it. And you opted, based on Shenzi's remembering of how these types of buildings and structures would have been laid out, the most central place straight ahead would have been the main area of the temple, and you have opted to walk forward into that direction to discover what you find. And it is still very dark in here, and those two bits of light in either direction are really what help light this. Uh, But uh, with the light, the yellowish-greenish color, you realize now it sort of is matching the hue coming off of these ever-blooming flowers that are everywhere. And they were a little different than the ones that were up at the top. They change form as they come down into the cave, but they all give off this faint little bit of light. And as you approach forward, you get closer to this red glow, and there is a pathway ahead. It's it's fairly wide. Uh, almost all of you could walk shoulder to shoulder. It's a very big opening. But there are fallen rocks and such that you do have to kind of step aside and around. And it goes a little bit ways, it goes a little bit of a ways forward until finally opening up. And you now see before you the cause of that glowing red light. It is torches. There are torches throughout this giant cavern. And they belong to lanterns and lanterns that are busted and laying on the ground that are still lit, though, and some that are on the remnants of the walls here, and they are still lit. And there are some shattered on the ground that you see uh, that are not lit. It it seems perhaps they have been broken enough that uh, this light source in them was uh, no longer contained. And you are standing in the remains 
of the actual temple. You can see spots around this room now of pillars and the remains of where one might worship in here. There is a statue uh, to the god Grahan, the god of war in here, that is dilapidated and cracked and falling apart. And uh, there's there's just a lot in here. So what do you do? You have now walked in and this, this place is fairly well lit by the remaining uh, torches in here. I would like to roll perception. Absolutely. I want to do it too. Yes, All right, yeah, everybody can roll perception. Uh, what, are you what are you specifically looking for right now, Fahari? Five. Uh, seeing if there's any fresh footprints, like is there dust on the floor? Is there a whole lot of weed and vines that have grown up? Like when was the last place time this place seemed to be to have been disturbed? Okay. Uh, with what you're, you said you got a, did you say 20? 20. Okay, yeah. so yeah, with a 20 on your perception check in here, this place is old. It was supposed to be, you know, like a hundred years ago, hundreds of years ago that this event happened. And this place is old for sure. But the growth of things down here and the layout of it doesn't quite say undisturbed. And matter of fact, as a cleric, what you notice, I think most alarmingly and most reasonably from you, is there are skeletons throughout this place. And you can see a couple of makeshift graves. So it looks as if when this went down, there were occupants that were in that temple when it was sent underground. Okay. So it, it's the graves seem to be as if they're from when the temple went underground. Like, they don't seem like they're super recent. Uh, yeah, they don't seem like they are absolutely wildly recent, but it is something to pique your interest that after these people died, they were buried in a place that people don't enter. Um, and one thing that I will give you, a uh, last thing I'll give you, is you notice... Yeah, so you notice there are some graves here. And something that is very peculiar to you is they are in a state of, when you look around and actually examine these bodies, they're in a state of half decay. What I mean by that is they're not full skeletons. Some of them still yeah. have a full How? arm. Some faces still remain on bodies that the rest Gross. is skeletal. Still juicy. Gross. Some of them are. They are not falling apart or any sort. Where's it's Brendan like, Fraser when you need him? <laughs> it's almost like time has not been active on parts of their body. Oh. So, Shenzi, what were you looking for with your check? Um, I was. I wanted to look at the the statue of what's his face of Grahan. And see okay. if there's anything of note around it. Okay, so uh, you are taking a look at the statue of Grahan, and this is uh, this is the god of war, and this was a temple of war many, many, many years ago, and so this obviously is where people would come and they would pay worship to Grahan as well as anything specific they wanted to do. This statue would have been in the center of the temple. 
Um, and examining it, you got a 15, correct? Mm-hmm. While this statue has been cracked and damaged and it's missing an arm and part of the face has been chipped off, the thing that you notice with that is its base is reset. There is a crack straight through the base. And judging by that, this thing should have fallen over. Matter of fact, it might have. But it is currently erect and reset. So your your observation of the statue tells you it may have been put back up. And everything in this building has been so weird that that is something that you you have noted is this statue was put back up. Now, Noun, what were you looking for? I know you got a five, you said, but what is it you were looking for? Well, it's at? like a five plus two, actually. I forgot okay. that I had that, but Great. it doesn't really matter that much. Um, it looks old. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I was just trying to see if there's, like, other, like, entry, like, doors in this ro- in this room that we can follow. Okay. So or, or, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, other doors. So, with a, with a seven... Because it doesn't mean that you absolutely don't do your thing. But with that, what you have seen is coming in, you immediately looked for exits in this room or something else. And you can see on the other end where things like that might be. When this temple was sent underground, that is not a natural thing. So it's not like everything remained in the way that it it's was. Not? And you can see a <laughs> uh, a bunch of sort of like a like a rock slide on the back half of the room. Um, so your initial thought is so much for that idea. So you looked and you can see just like the back half of the room is just like fallen rock and debris and nothing. Liddy. So, uh, so you have discovered some half, uh, half decaying bodies. You've discovered the statue and the back half of the room in here is closed off. Uh, what do you want to do with that info or what do you want to look into or investigate? What are you up to? I want to investigate one of the bodies. Absolutely. So, uh, sacrilege. I'm not going to take anything. Give me an investigation <laughs> check. Unless it's uh, I'll, I'll ass- I'll LOL. It's a six. Okay. So you uh, are I'll, going I'll to assist. assist that. So advantage yeah. on that. 13. Okay. Yay. So. Uh, as I, as Pahari noticed, but then probably, uh, as far as that assistance, Shenzi's come over to start looking at one of the bodies now, perhaps seeing Pahari looking at one. And, uh, you can relay that information that you've acquired just yeah. blatantly and looking would. at them. And, and she would just share in the comment, like, none of them have seemed to decompose in the traditional manner. Yes, and the one you're looking at right in front of you is actually sort of slashed across the torso as far as its decomposition. So from the torso down is all skeleton, but the top half seems to be a young monk who would have been uh, taking, you know, uh, taking apprenticeship here at the temple hundreds of years ago when it was active, but they are very much dead. And there is something, though, Shenzi, that you notice is the left hand of this monk is twisted and placed across the body. 
and the right hand is down its side with a hand placed on the hilt of, uh, there is no weapon, but where a weapon would be. And um, so you recognize this body and the others around it are all in the same form, hand placed in one spot and the other on what would be a hilt of a weapon. Uh, give me, give me a religion check, both of you, Pahari and yep. Shenzi. One moment. Twenty-one, not natural. Cool. It's gonna be way better than mine. <laughs> it's a seven. Okay, so Shenzi, since you're the one investigating, it's why you even <laughs> recognized it. Because Bahari's still on the whole death and decay part going, that's not that's not right. That's, that's not, not how that's supposed to go. And she's trying to work that out while you actually looked at their way that they're laying and you recognize that is the formal burial rite of anyone who follows the god of war. It is sort of when you when you die, much like how some races, when they die, they want to be holding on to their weapon and other things of the sort. You recognize they've been laid to rest as an honorable situation, uh, as honorably as they could. And so their hands put in that position is what anyone who died following the god of war would have wanted. Go ahead. So I have a question. Is... Um the flesh missing from the waist down also part of this burial right <laughs> no they are all I got very some concerns. <laughs> no they are all different uh so okay. like this one has a torso <laughs> another one is missing half the face and that's it another one is mostly skeletal except they have a left okay. arm um and so it, it's it's everything in here is like wrong but okay. they have been corrected and their hands put in the official way uh to be laid to rest honorably so, so when did this when did this temple collapse again like when did it go sink a uh, couple hundred years ago just a couple like, hundred 200 like 200, 300. 200. Okay. that's not that long ago comparatively yeah speaking as you know an elf mm-hmm. Whatever. so noun what to, what are you uh so you looked around at the back you saw that and then shenzi and pahari moved over to some bodies what would noun do in here and laroka is alongside with you looking around at the rest of the room and he says what the hell happened in here well some people died oh some fucked up shit yeah but they didn't tell us there were people in the temple when they sent it <sighs> Wait, and they sent it? Who? What? LaRocca? When they told us that there was a sunken temple, none of these people, none of these people have mentioned that the temple was inhabited. Well, Maybe I mean, they don't know. Why wouldn't it have been inhabited? You just think it's something that they would have, I don't know, mentioned or paid tribute to or something well no one around here has been past like the fucking first like wall that we saw that we know of we I mean, don't know true. when the last time someone came in here was they hold it to be a sacred place we should have asked monty more questions <laughs> yeah maybe oh, well. maybe uh but yeah 
So there's dead bodies. That's cool. Um, they look weird. They look fucky. Looks like some time magic. Uh, what happens if I poke one? Like if do, I just do you want to poke I, one with something? I don't know. It feels like, like a stick. I was. So if you've reached towards one of the bodies, Bahari's gonna like snake a no. hand out and grab your wrist. Shinzi's not gonna I touch it. Shinzi <laughs> wants to find like a stick and like. And even so, Bahari would snake out and grab your wrist. And be like I wouldn't recommend that. But what if fine? Oh, you don't have to allow Pahari's stopping you to yeah, stop like you. you. Just roleplay-wise, yeah, Pahari would avoid you disturbing dead bodies. Oh, well, maybe I'll so sneak what away from Pahari. Okay, absolutely. Wait, is there a body, like, closer to the statue? Because Shinzi also has interest in the statue. Yeah, the statue's pretty dope. Yeah, there would be, there would be bodies sort of I'm gonna all around. I'm going to walk towards the statue, like, away from Pahari. Okay, okay, so <laughs> you're going to walk over there. And I need to find something to... And she's... Lightly poke the body. Staring at you. Not like in a rude way. I just want to like see what happens happens. if I touch it. Certainly. So on the ground, there are splinters of wood and larger chunks from some of the benches that would have been in here and some of the wood framing of the building has collapsed. So there are planks of wood and rock all around. Cool. I'm going to pick up a plank of wood and just kind of like nudge one of them that has like like nudge the like fleshy part not the absolutely. bone part absolutely absolutely so as you touch <laughs> one this is so um, gross you you <laughs> press the against this body and uh you're used to death you've you've fought several people before and this is this is a dead body you pressed it and nothing out of okay. the ordinary happens well that's boring so let's uh, let's look at the statue again. Like, is there anything? Well, I guess it looked like it got knocked over and put back up. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else of note? I guess that's all you can really tell. Hmm. Do you want to look around the room some more, or what? Uh... I mean, yeah. I mean, is there other stuff in the room? Like, we we have a thing that we're supposed to find, so. LaRocca says. Let's, like, get moving. Yeah, let's just. Do you see that armor anywhere around? I guess we're looking for Valor's body. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what he's supposed to look like in comparison to all of these corpses in here. Right. I would probably look for the one that has armor on it still. Yeah. Do they all have armor or no? No one in this room. Because they're like monks. Has right? any armor on? No. Correct. Okay. Because monks are badasses without armor. And this room is basically a dead end. Like. Uh, so the back wall has been caved in uh, with a bunch of rock and debris. Uh, go ahead and give me a. Are you actually looking around the room right now, Shenzi? Yes. Give me a perception check. Nine. Okay. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's just pretty much caved in. Um, with that, though, Pahari, is there anything that you're doing? Um, she's going to be looking around for any, uh, religious symbols or, or things left behind to determine. Like, so, they were put, they had their, their hands placed in the, um, like a rite for the god of war, is there any further symbology for the god of war in this temple? Was this one of his temples? 
Uh, yeah, for sure. That's what we were talking about. Is okay. that statue okay. is him, and all the stuff in okay, here is check. God of War. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Check. Yeah. So she'd go over to whichever statue seems to be in um, the best shape and offer a prayer to the god. Like he's he's not her god, but she will still pay respects. Um, cool. And and you know, whispering words of apology for having disturbed the the slumber of his of his people. Okay. But uh, yeah. Give me a perception check. Oh, God. 19. So with the 19, you go and you bow and you give your prayer to the people of war and the god of war. And uh, as you as you stand up, you notice something. This was at the entrance, basically, of the temple. And that makes the most sense is, I mean, it's in the center, but it's facing the entrance. And when you stand up, you are staring kind of peripherally at the back of the room. And these yeah. little bits of light, you specifically have recognized, this is continual flame. We actually mentioned that last episode. There is continual yeah, flame. Yeah, because I have it now. There is continual flame that is keeping things lit in here, and it gives off that reddish glow, but no heat, no actual fire or anything. But through through the rock at the back of the room, you see a faint, faint reddish glow, like part of this room had been cut off. Shinzi wanted to go investigate the rocks, Absolutely. because Shinzi is more investigating than uh, perception-y. <laughs> So, uh, so that is just as you stand up, you notice a faint glow that matches the same color as the continual flame in here. And this is at the right side of the room at the back. Uh, Shenzi, you start moving over there simultaneously. Noun, what are you doing? Uh, what what would you be up way. to in here? You're going to follow Shenzi? Yeah. Noun, wanna... come move some rocks. Yeah, I can carry big rocks. And also, uh, I have dark vision, so I would have seen that. Also, cool. Probably. So as you as you come back to this rock wall, the two of you, um, you are also now noticing this this faint glow. It, it's it's like part of the room was collapsed and is blocked off from where you're at now. Observing it, you you telling Noun to move some rocks. Uh, Noun, as you start to touch some of the rubble to try and see, you can tell that there are some solid solid chunks like. This thing was distorted when it came underground. So there is essentially a concrete wall with cracks in it that is dividing you and wherever that part is. You do not believe that you could physically, by any means, get through essentially a mountain wall. But you can tell to the right side, there is something. Well, we got to get through there then. Uh. Shenzi, give me an investigation check. 16. Okay. So with that investigation check, you're looking at it and you're recognizing the layout because of your ability to remember how these places are built. This tells you that that glow might belong to a chamber off of the right cavern. Do you have to go backwards? That's what your, that's what your investigation check tells you. So I relay okay. this information to my party. Okay, well, let's go around again. Whatever. I'm into it. I clearly can't break through this wall, even though I am very strong. 
and that is not in question here. You can only punch it so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Next time we stop somewhere, I want to get a big old hammer, just in an unrelated note. <laughs> Pahari Absolutely. just kind of tucks her war hammer behind her back. <laughs> so you all, you're all going to leave this room? Yeah. It was, a, yeah. Reminder, was the light that Pahari had seen different from the one that the two of them had looked at? No, you saw okay. what they're seeing. Yep. Okay, check. And so uh, as you all leave this room, Shenzi, I need a perception check from you. Why? I don't Hello? perceive very well. Is there a fucking mimic in here or something? Everything's oh, a mimic. 18. So Ooh. your party is walking out of the room. And as you're going back down this sort of hallway, this this entrance to this cavern, you're going back to that main area where the waterfall is happening and everything's weird in there. And as you come out of there, um, this is an underground area. And so there are bits of wildlife. You've seen worms and things like that. I mean, just spiders and the standard stuff. Well, Shenzi, what you notice with that 18 is there is there is a rat. There is a rat that runs by. And you're used to that sort of thing down in caverns and uh, when you're treasure hunting. They just, they live places. But the thing that you notice is as this rat runs by, you hear it say, hey, you watch it, out of the way. And you understood that it just spoke in Draconic. Excuse me? <laughs> hey everyone, it's me, your boy Corso, with a few quick announcements. I hope you're enjoying episode 13, which came out on October 13th. Ooh, coincidence? I think not. This week, we're unveiling a new reward on our Patreon. Today, we introduce the Lark Compendium. It's a digital record of everything that's happened thus far, so you can easily refresh yourself on things like episode summaries, character spellings, deaths, and maps of the Lark world. This will update every episode, so you can get access to that at any level, including our $3 patrons. So check that out over at patreon.com slash podcast. If you are already a patron, don't worry, it will be instantly added to you today. Each episode, we like to shout out other fantasy creators, and this week we want to thank Arcane Anthems for the use of his song Orphan Maker later in the episode. Wes makes copyright-free RPG music for folks to use in their podcasts, streams, or live games for free. He has a huge collection of free songs but if you become a patron, there's even more to choose from, including raw files, input on types of songs he makes next, and loops of the song so you don't have to worry. You can learn more over at his Patreon at patreon.com slash arcane anthems. And you can check out his first album on Spotify under Arcane Anthems. Now, as we push to grow our presence, we're going to be sharing teasers, fun quotes, and artwork about upcoming episodes. So be sure to be following us on Twitter and Facebook to start seeing those. You can find us everywhere at Lark Adventures. A side project I'm currently running is a D&D combat stream on Twitch called Melee Ball. Imagine Quidditch, but for D&D. 
with three guest players every week going up against the home team of Melee Ball Arena. You can come catch us every Monday at twitch.tv slash dnd underscore Corso. That's at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv slash dnd underscore Corso. Come on over. It's a ton of fun. As always, our success is really thanks to all of you. So be sure to tag us in posts, share our episodes and teasers with friends, and help us grow this wonderful story. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline. Episode 13 means we've been at this for 26 weeks. This is our half of a year mark, and it's been a total blast. I'm excited for the stuff we want to get accomplished in the next six months, and uh, I hope you all are here for that ride. That's all for now. Let's dive back into the episode. I want to try and catch the rat. Uh, absolutely. So the rat is running towards the light green area, uh, the 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 cavern to the right. Um, so the direction. I want to try and catch the rat. I'm not going to say Wait. anything to my party. I'm just going to start. I want to beeline it after the rat. Cool. Dexterity. Uh, dexterity check here. Uh, you can do stealth if you want to sneak up on it. You can do athletics if you want to just like run after it. Um, Which one am I better at? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That is the question. That's a 14. Okay. Uh, versus it, which is, you know, not very, um, not very. Yeah, you're you're able to uh, run and get your hands on that rat. So you just, ah. like, quickly moved up behind Got it him. and grabbed it. Excuse me. You spoke to me. <laughs> Why can you talk? Hey. And the rat Specific, just, like, wriggles in like, your hands is, and is just... Is Shenzi speaking common or draconic right now? Draconic, because that's what the rat okay. spoke. <laughs> and so you two <laughs> see Shenzi pick up this rat and, uh, like... But you would have you would have possibly heard, possibly heard the rat's, like, draconic voice. You wouldn't have understood it, but you might have heard that sound. Uh, Shenzi grabs this rat and starts speaking to it in these, like, <laughs> like twisted, draconic ways. And this rat wriggling in your hand says, hey, put me down. I didn't do anything. You shouldn't be here. Yeah, you did. You spoke to me. That's doing something. So why can you speak draconic? (laughs) Why can you? Because I'm a dragonborn. Okay, well, I'm not. Exactly. (laughs) You're a rat in a temple. Why can you speak at all? The fuck? Like, uh, I was just staring over at, at Shenzi and the rat, just <laughs> like a screw is loose in, in the dragonborn. <laughs> well, we can see that the rat is speaking back, like... Doesn't mean she's not confused. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm confused, but I'm also wondering why the fuck this rat can talk. It's... I, I don't... I don't... I don't know. This, everything's... Everything's weird down here. Don't, don't you notice? Yeah, I have noticed that things are weird. You're the first thing that's been able to talk to me about it. So what 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 do you do? To, like, what's your story? What's your deal? I don't know. What, do you, um, what, do you what am I asking? I'm trying to figure out what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, so we're down here and we're looking for um, the armor of valor. Would you know anything about that? <laughs> and the the rat is uh, armor. I, I I mean, are you talking about the stuff? past the past the flowers 
What do you mean past the flowers? The, the, I, I'm, the, uh, put me down. The stuff. I'm not going to put you down uh, unless you promise not to run away. I just want to have a conversation. I plan of, on letting you go. There's, there's armor down this hallway. This hallway? Okay. And is pointing down Have this. you always been able to talk, Rat? Do you have any dreams of starting an Italian restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, I don't I don't really know. Not many people to talk to. That's fair. But as long as I can remember, this feels natural. Okay. Well, it's, do you have it's... a name? Okay. Name? A na- why would Why would I tell you my name? I don't know. I, we could be friends. I'll tell you my name. Good lord. Do you tell him your name? Yeah, my name's Shinzi. I don't remember my last name. I should write that down. <laughs> it's like the rat's a fairy. He now has your true name. <laughs> you, Fuck. You can call me Tula. Tula. You can call Tula? me Tula if you put me cool. down. Okay, I'll put you down. Are you going to run away if I put you down? As soon as you put him down, he takes off. Okay. Well. And he just goes scurrying just- away. Like down the hallway where we were going anyway? Yes. Okay, Shinzi's going to continue, but not like as pointedly after the rat is just going to like jauntily keep walking down. Does she explain <laughs> anything? Absolutely Sorry, not. <laughs> cool. Doesn't say Made a friend. Yeah. I trust Shinzi. Whatever. We're still going down this hallway. So- Shinzi is just going to look after her party as they're walking away without a word. <laughs> Look to the statue of the war god. <laughs> like, do like the, the the cross across her chest or whatever the symbol is for him. It's like, so help me, war god. <laughs> yeah, so help me, war god. And just advances in a resigned fashion, dragging her feet after her two party members. How does LaRocca react? <laughs> yeah, oh, he saw all of that. And uh, LaRocca... Were you just talking to a, were you just, talk, first off, were you talking you, to a rat? And second, was the rat talking back? Yes. Well, I don't yeah, know what was confusing like about this. Anyway, yeah. we need to go look beyond the flowers. There's apparently armor at the end of this hallway. Hardy's going to exchange a look with LaRocca and just kind of eyes go skyward for patience. <laughs> and he's like the the rat told you that where the, the armor? rat's name is Tula it has okay. a name yeah a hunter away from helping with pregnancy okay all right yep no that's fine that's cool LaRocca that's fine Shinzi's <laughs> gonna keep walking down the hallway and it's just like so as you, you know, head down jaunty. this hallway it's that faint greenish uh glow that is off to your left that the rat spoke of is down past the flowers. And as you round, you you are now uh, you are now rounding that corner, leaving again that central area where the waterfall and such was. And you are now going down the right corridor. And does that as, mean correct? No, you're going down the I know. corridor to the right. <laughs> you are going down <laughs> this corridor, and again, it is uh, it is a spot cut into the ground. By this temple that was jutted under here, and it created sort of a uh, an interesting corridor of remnants of what you remember to be 
a garden structure that would have been outside of a temple like this. And bits of the flowers and such are down here. But again, much like the flowers up top, they are unique. They are glowing. They are with no sunlight or anything down here. They are still in bloom. And you can see way down ahead of you a faint reddish glow as if coming Ooh. from uh, a little cavern or twist so, that bends around the end of this corridor. Okay, These flowers so I'm going. are growing underground. Are we going to be running into T'Challa at all? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I wouldn't know. You'll have to find out. Uh, so what is the what is the order that you all are walking through this? Uh... Shinzi's going first because Shinzi went after the rat. Okay. Yeah, and I'm following Shinzi because I didn't stop to give an exasperated look to someone, but whatever. <laughs> so... Uh, the the rat, is keeping pace with LaRocca at the back. The rat <laughs> is running and uh, just kind of digs uh, through like a, a hole, looks like, uh, that it jumps into and vanishes from sight. But it was heading forward, but it, this little hole allowed it to dive under and head forward. So you can no longer see the rat uh, and you see that reddish glow at the end, Shenzi. Uh, so what do you do? You've lost your little rat guide. That's sad. Um, so it went through the through the rack. Yeah, there were spots that they're like holes, almost look like snake holes or things, or maybe where this rat the, dug it. Where is the reddish glow? You're basically looking down a forty yard hallway that has a bunch of remnants of a garden and things. At the, at the end of it, you actually see the light change oh, from then that I'm walking green to, the end to that of it. red. Okay, same. So, Carefully. Okay. Same. Um. As you, so you carefully, so you're walking slowly? Yeah. Okay. So what's your walking speed? That's a good question. 30 feet. Okay. So uh, how far behind them would you be, Pahari? Um, maybe 15 or 20 feet. Okay. Um, like not super far, but not right up behind them. Cool. I need all... Four people, LaRocca included, to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, God. Fun. Fuck. That's a three. Uh, 16. Uh, 12. Okay. So, Shenzi and LaRocca begin coughing as they take two poison damage. <laughs> and Shenzi... <laughs> What is your HP at right now? After? Yep. 16. Okay. Noun, what is your HP right now? Uh, I didn't take damage, did I? Nope. But what is your total HP? It's 32. Okay. Uh, so Shenzi begins coughing as this smell of these flowers you're walking through comes up. And Shenzi, you cough and you feel very strange and very lightheaded and you collapse asleep. Oh, fuck. Now you just watch Shenzi oh, start uh, hacking so. and fall. Magic can't put me to sleep. I'm very well aware. Yeah. <laughs> LaRocca starts coughing and feels a similar sensation and shakes it off. And LaRocca yells, sleeping gas! And it does not put half-elves to sleep either. Uh, 
So now uh, I'm gonna need you. I'm gonna need all of you to roll initiative, um, except Shenzi. So I got a I'm five. I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna let you die. <laughs> I rolled a one, so it's okay. a three total. So you rolled three in that total. one. Uh, yep. Laroka got an eleven, and uh, oh wait, you got a five. Yeah, I got a five, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, God. I'm gonna die. Uh, recognizing this, uh, Roka says, run! And uh, starts bolting forward. And he is going to run forward with his 30 feet, but he's going to dash, actually, and go 60 feet to essentially catch up to where you guys were. Um Oh no, you're only 30 feet in. How much do Noun and Shinzi weigh? Listen, I can carry Shinzi. Don't worry about it. I'm also not asleep yet, so. Yeah. This this is just me checking because you're just so I know in case that is necessary. Uh, Well, we're big fuckers, so. (laughs) I I, I know. I'm small for a dragonborn. I'm only like a couple hundred pounds. I wrote it down somewhere. Okay, so Roka has bolted 60 feet. Um. And I'm that brings us that brings us to noun your action. Uh so Shinji Shinji just passed out next to me. Yep. And Laroka said sleeping g- gas. And actually cool. sorry, Laroka needs to make another con check. Laroka coughs again and he's taking damage as he runs. Okay. Uh First things first, I am taking uh, a cloth or something like that I'm wearing. I have like a cloth that's like wrapped around my forearm and I'm taking that and putting it around my face. Um, <clears throat> like my mouth and nose and then I'm going to reach down and pick up Shinzi. Okay, so make a strength to pick up oh actually no sorry to pick up Shenzi you've pretty much got that your movement is going to be cut in half because you're carrying a person that's Um, fine so uh which direction are you heading uh I guess forward because LaRocca's running towards me like we're trying to get through this hallway so yes so what is your uh what is your speed you said was 30 um Yes, so I can okay. move 15. So you can move 15 feet. Um, mm-hmm. So you are... Okay, so you've moved 15 feet. With that in mind, I need you to make a constitution saving throw, you and Shenzi. Uh, that's a 19. Okay, so you have... Oh, sorry. And your con saving throws will be with advantage because you covered your mouth. That's smart. Oh. So, but cool. 19 is plenty. You don't take any poison damage. Shenzi, what did you get? Maybe. A nat one. Shenzi, please take four more damage of poison. And... No. Noun, what is your health at right now? It's 32. All right, so you are fine. You didn't give me any damage, right? Correct. So you are fine. Okay. Uh, And you have moved. So now it is Pahari's turn. Pahari, what are you doing? Yep. 
I am going to cast resistance on myself. Okay. And, and what does that do? And then I'm going to run resistance. I touch one willing creature. Once before the spell ends, the target roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one saving throw of its choice. Roll one willing creature? Or- yes. <laughs> so they have to be awake? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, like, it this on wouldn't yourself. Be able to help- yeah. This wouldn't be able to help with death saves or anything, but if it was like the a poison save or for the for the cons and you were still conscious, it could help you. But also, I have to touch you to do it. No, okay. I got you. I got you. Should All right, so yourself. you've added that, and you are going to do yep. what now with movement? I am running forward. Okay. Thirty feet. Thirty feet. Okay, so you yes. are uh, where you're at. You have caught up with them. Laroca is about fifteen feet ahead of everyone, and you okay. are now about forty-five feet into the room. Uh, it looks like you are a third of the way through the room, and LaRocca is okay. about halfway through the room. Can I also take a reaction of, like, she pulls her cowl up over her face? Sure. Absolutely. Like, yep. And uh, Even if I, it winds up just being a flavor factor, I don't know if that would affect a roll or anything, but... Uh, I need you to make a con save, and um, go ahead and do it with advantage, because you're setting yourself up for this. I'm going to go ahead and use my uh, resistance, which gives me a 1d4 on top of that. So one moment. Cool. That's 19. Yep. You uh, you protected yourself. Uh, and that's with advantage, right? Yes, that was with cool. the advantage. Cool. Without it, it was, it was 16. Okay. You protected yourself from that. And uh, you, you don't take any poison damage, but you do feel that slight haziness for a second. Yeah. And your fey ancestry shakes it off. Something is trying to put you to sleep amongst these flowers. Something about these flowers is doing that. Uh, now we're back Ooh, to the I got top. Caffeine. Uh, we've got LaRocca, <laughs> who is going to dash again to clear the rest of this hallway. And he is going to make it all the way down to the opposite end and has gotten there. But he needs to make a con save and fails again. Roka has taken more damage from this, is hacking pretty profusely in this area. Um, okay. But he is not like looking too bad, but it's definitely, this is poison gas. And again, shakes yeah. off that haziness and looks back at the rest of you. Uh, now, you have Shenzi and you are you are now advancing forward. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. I don't have any other cloth to help out Shenzi. Is there anything on Shenzi that I can use to, like, cover their mouth or what? Shenzi, do you have anything that uh, is on your person that they would see immediately and be able to, like, put over you or something? Do you have a conveniently placed turtleneck? Yeah. (laughs) Or a scar for anything. I mean, I guess maybe. I don't know what Shenzi's wearing. Well... Uh. If not, the answer can be no, because it's not like you're always prepared for these things. So we're going to say the answer is no. Yeah. I didn't uh, plan for this. I just always have like a thing around my forearm. Well, I mean, I have clothing in my traveler's pack. Uh, We'll say the answer is no, then. There's nothing immediately that you could get to as like a simple action to do. Okay. Uh, So... Carrying Shenzi would cost you 15 movement, but because if you if you don't use your action for anything else, you can move twice that using the dash action. Okay, I want to dash, so okay. 30 feet. So 30 feet, you are now about 75 feet into this room, and it looks like you've got about 50 feet to go. Um, and I need you to make a con save with advantage, and Shenzi, I need you to make a con save. Oof, good thing that was with advantage. 
10. A 10? Okay. You're good. Uh, mine is a uh, 13. All right. You are also good, but... And you said 32 is your... Yeah. All right. You're fine. Um, okay. Pahari. Um, how far ahead is everyone else for me? Uh, they, you, they just got 30 feet, and then LaRocca is all the way at the end, so if you're at the 45 mark, he's about 80 feet ahead of you. Okay. Um, how, uh, how is Noun looking? I'm fine. Noun hasn't taken any damage. Like, health-wise? Uh, I am at 12. How far am I from Shenzi being carried? Uh, 30 feet. I'm gonna run forward 30 feet and. I'm going to use Cure Wounds on Sleeping Shenzi. Okay. So, one moment and I will have that number for you. Perfect, running I don't want too. a D100. No, no. Stop that. <laughs> uh, so you get nine health back. Yay, I'm full. Okay. Okay. And then she's also going to use a bonus action. What's the range of that? 60 feet. She's going to use bonus action of healing word for LaRocca, uh, which I don't have to touch him for, and it's got a range of 60 feet. So your creature I can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus my ability modifier. One moment. Ooh! He gets the max. Seven. Excellent. Puts him back up to full health. Okay. And my turn. And Roka is now his turn, and it's going to call uh, back to all of you. Hurry up! Come on! It's okay over here, uh, but actually, Pahari, I do need you to make a concept. Okay. Uh, is that with advantage because face covering? Yes. Hey, I got not 20. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah, a 21. Perfectly fine. Uh, while you were doing all of that, you made sure to keep track of your own poison inhalation and you, you protected that. Uh, with that, now it is, so LaRocca is like, hurry up, it's okay over here. And coughing a little bit, he takes a step back and he's, he's uh, fine where he's at. And thanks for the heal uh, on that. So now it's Noun. Noun, what are you doing again? I'm dashing. You know I'm All right. dashing. All right, another 30 feet. I need you to make a con save with advantage. Oh, sweet. <laughs> the first roll was seven, but then the next one was a nat 20. Nice. So, yeah, you are... <laughs> You are at this point, uh, you are protecting your mouth and uh, you're good to go. Shenzi, uh, con save there. 17. Nice. Noun, your health is 32. Mm-hmm. Noun, you are about 15 feet from the end of this little area as you feel hazy and collapse. The fuck? Why? And enough of this sleeping powder in the air has hit you that you have passed out holding Shenzi. 
Wait, what the fuck? I just got a nat 20 on the con save. The fuck? You took no poison damage from that. You're just asleep. But there are two separate things happening at yeah. once. And even so, if there if there's this kind of thing going on in the air, like unless you've got an N95, <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna eventually go through fabric. And so, Pahari, you've watched as Laroka in shock on one half, and you behind them watch your two compatriots go down in the poisonous and sleep-inducing flowers. Well, what we're do only you do? like 15 feet away from them, so, yep. so from Laroka. Y'all could drag us. Teleported to Oz in a second <laughs> from the poppy field? Because uh, we're getting uh... some poppy field vibes right now. So you are at the 45-foot mark. What are you doing? I'm gonna... Um, well, I can't carry either one of them, but I, I can drag could, one. Yeah, you could definitely drag, for sure. So uh, that'll cost you <laughs> 30 feet to get there, which you have. Um, yep. And then uh, you are going to grab and drag one of them? Yeah, and I'll, I'll use dash for that, so I'll just get, like, 15, 15 feet past feet. them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would like to get a, since you're dragging on this, um, yeah, you get 15 feet, and then who are you grabbing? Are you grabbing Noun or Shenzi? Because you can grab Which one's one. lighter? Shenzi. Shenzi's lighter? I'll grab Shenzi. Okay, Only so by about, Shenzi. like, 20 pounds, but Shenzi's lighter. been in the poison flowers the longest, even though you do know yeah. you healed them, they've been in here uh, suffering the longest. Yeah, so and Shenzi you, doesn't have a face covering. Correct. So you grab Shenzi and you move 15 feet. You are now very, you are practically at the edge there uh, with with Laroka uh, reaching out to lend a hand. Can and, I just roll Shenzi? <laughs> uh, I need you and Shenzi to make con saves. Uh, you have advantage. 16. All right, Shenzi's fine. Am I, though? <laughs> oh, 19. All right, you're fine The as first well. one was a five. The second was an 18. It's like, oh, God, please. LaRocca, using okay. his turn, is going to sprint back into the flowers to go after Noun and uh, grips Noun and begins to drag, uh, drag Noun away. And now I need a con save from Noun and from uh, from Roka. <laughs> That's a good sound. It's uh, not natural 20. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so you went down and basically with your face covering, you just kind of stopped breathing, which was to your advantage as LaRoka runs <laughs> and grabs you and is dragging you back. And he's like, oh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. And he drags you across the across the line outside of the outside of the flowers um now at this you are still suffering from being put to sleep uh pahari it's back to your turn now um, you you have just cleared the flowers you're at uh, the opening area uh where it's about to round the corner and it is just dirt and ground but there are no flowers i'm there. a drag shenzi another 15 feet absolutely um Hey, I'm looking through my spells really quick. I'm gonna go uh No, I'll hold off on that. Can I use an action to try and smack Shenzi awake? Absolutely. I would so like to do that. Just like, like shaky, shaky. 
Yeah, you you shake Shenzi awake, and Shenzi starts coughing up what was inhaled and comes awake. So Shenzi, you are now awake. Well, and you the, the first thing you see is an intently frowning cleric. Hello. <laughs> As soon as you ask that, as soon as you ask that, Shenzi lets or Pahari lets go of your collar and just lets you drop back on the floor. Ow! And stands back up to head towards now. Shenzi, give me a perception check real quick. (laughs) Seven. Okay. Um, I am not perceptive. You're coming out of being knocked out and dragged and poisoned, so yeah, that's that makes sense. You're well, I mean, generally, Shinsi is not perceptive. I have a plus well, but also, zero. You groggy, you groggy. Yeah, <laughs> you groggy. Uh, okay, so now that jumps us over to Laroka, um, and Laroka is gonna drag as well, noun as far as possible, which is another fifteen feet into the room, and uh, is then going to like smack you awake. And uh, like, come on, he does so at his own peril. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I so, want now to like immediately wake up and just grab his throat. So he smacks you awake. Now, do you react? Uh, yeah, I have what would a warrior's you... reflexes. You sucker punch him. <laughs> yeah, what would you? What would you attempt to do? Because this will be like a deck sort of situation. What would now have gone to do? Uh, oh, fuck, he smacked me. Yeah. And it would have jolted you awake instantly. So yeah, whatever your like, reflex talking, would have been. Of course. So are we talking like a hard slap or like a kind of? Uh, he is coughing from poison damage. He's smacking you like we've got to go. And so he okay. smacks. He smacks you a good smack. How do you go to respond? Uh, I eyes snap open, and then I like fucking. Tr- Go in for a headbutt as I'm getting up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, so that is going to be a dexterity uh, save on his part to um, see if he responds quickly enough. And if he fails it, Pahari has is basically right behind him now because she's advanced towards him and now. That's a nat 20. So. so he smacks you and you just like wake up and you thrust your head forward. Maybe not even like consciously meaning to headbutt LaRocca. Your body said, defend yourself. And you came flying up, but he's used to that. He knows people <laughs> will defend themselves. Does he so normally punch barbarians? He smacked you and immediately just rolls back. LaRocca has favored enemies and that's humanoids as a ranger. So... This instance would be why mentally it kicked in. He smacked you and you just fly up like, what? And he backs up and he's like, let's go. Fine. So, <laughs> beautiful ranger feature of racism. <laughs> <laughs> so his favorite enemy is instead of wild animals or anything of the sort, the Roka actually is most used to hunting and tracking and fighting other humanoids because he works for Tegritaire and not like a forest or something. Hmm. So fine. Love it. Heard. In this Let's go then. Noun and uh Shenzi have just been smacked awake and woken up and uh Shenzi a little groggy and noun like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And uh, you you can all, what do you do now? You are past the flowers. You are uh, around the bend. You can see the reddish glow of your destination. Heading towards the glow. I'm right, taking so, the thing off my face and putting it back on my arm. 
Okay, cool. So you you both stand up and uh, you start walking towards that glow. And uh, at this I'd point... I'd like to roll perception. Yeah, go ahead. To see if anything else is standing out from the ordinary, if there are any more flowers that are just kind of like creeping out of cracks along this hallway, since we've now passed through a giant fucking field of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. Okay, so yeah, there's nothing out of the ordinary that you can detect. It is just... You have crossed what was probably the rest of the garden. And while some of those flowers back there, something has altered them, obviously, to make them more potent, more problematic. It's almost like the idea of, ooh, chamomile's great to get like a nice nap, but not when it's covered in time magic, you know? Uh, (laughs) So not good. Also, there are certain ones that will upset your stomach. But that was a little bit more than that. Uh, Ain't no ginger root here. And something actually that you all recognize in that moment is if a normal person had walked through that and didn't have someone to help them, falling asleep there would have been deadly. Because did, once did you fell asleep. Did we see any bodies as we ran through there? Did you look? No. Would you like to? Pahari would. Pahari would look back at this point and yes. Pahari would see a few animal skeletons, uh, a couple of other rats perhaps that have gone above ground instead of under like the original rat did that are decaying decaying there. And you would see uh, a bird skeleton there and you would see the body of uh, what looks like perhaps one of the monks um, that, you know, might have survived the original fall. Damn. And so there are bodies here, but they are completely overgrown and covered by the flowers, which on initial you would not have noticed unless you looked. Yeah, she'll she'll pause for a moment and and offer a prayer for them. And Shenzi, as you're standing up, Tula comes through a hole in the wall and runs forward past you down towards the red light and is just in Draconic. In Draconic is just talking out loud. Never walk on the flowers. Never. You could have told me that. Didn't ask. Yeah, fuck. Didn't ask and just keeps running Whatever. forward. You rude dude. And Shinji like <laughs> takes off after. <laughs> and Mahari you... just kind of like double gl- double take, glances over her shoulder, <sighs> sighs, and then quick walks after Shenzi. It's like, alright, well so this the went this went well the first time, so I'm just gonna try and keep pace this time. <laughs> and <laughs> LaRocca coughs a little bit because he's still got some of the remnants. He's healed, but that doesn't mean he doesn't still have, like, a chest congestion from all of the damage he took. And uh, is now jogging up with you all, uh, following up behind Pahari, and is like, thanks for that. Uh, She'll she'll nod and give him a a small half smile. At least you didn't run headfirst into it. I ship it. Yeah. What? (laughs) And <laughs> I'm sorry. No way. You ship what? Pahari and the NPC. <laughs> uh, which which one? The rats or Larok? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Fine. I just for Pahari a second I like sure. zoned out and I was just yeah. like, I'm sorry. The <laughs> That's that's the first that's the first in-game smile from Pahari. 
Oh, fuck, you right. It's a half smile, but it's like the first yeah. in-game, like... <laughs> like saving a half, half elf. elf. Yeah. He's half elf. So, he got half smile. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Shenzi's chasing a rat, though. So... Yes. That's fair. So, <laughs> so okay, Shenzi, I'm sorry. So as as you all are following Shenzi, you are uh, you are chasing after Tula, who is just sort of darting again in this direction and approaches this uh, glowing room. And now you get the same effect as when you walked into the temple uh, where all of the bodies were. You are realizing this was part of it, um, and there is now light coming from all around the room in more continual flames that have not gone out. And there are some lanterns that have broken and are laying on the ground, but their flame was still being held. And so it's lit in a very unique, almost ominous way because the light is not just put normally in here. And around this room... Is there a way to tell how long a continual flame has potentially been going? I realize the answer is probably no, because it doesn't... It doesn't doesn't alter at all. You can't cook with it. Yeah. Okay. And as you come into this room, you take in statues a little more pristine. You take in uh, several pieces of weaponry lying around. You see shields. You see a full suit of armor on the other side of the room. And you recognize that this appears to be a room of worship. And these are very precious and unique items. Well, hey, look at that. Shenji immediately gets grabby hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.